Hey, Jack. Wow. How you doing? Doing good. How are you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Perfect. Yeah, no, I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just to introduce myself, uh, my name is uh, Jabril Osman. I have a platform called Studio One from Toronto, um, where I interview international artists like yourself and local artists in Toronto. So it's a pleasure to get you on platform. No worries. Yeah, nice to meet you uh, via video. Yeah. I, uh, I went on your page and saw some of the artists you've worked with and thought it was, uh, yeah, really cool. That's cool. Thanks. For sure. Uh, just before we uh, begin, can you briefly just introduce yourself and then we'll just get started. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Jack McCoff. I uh, play the drums in the Hunter. Uh, you might also know me as IK. Perfect. Uh, okay, so just to start, uh, can you talk to me about what it was like growing up in England and when you can kind of remember music coming into your life? Yeah, I mean, um, personally for me, um, my dad's a master engineer in the music industry, so um, he'd been, he's been doing that for like over 40 years. Um, so, you know, when I was young, I was kind of in and out of studios in London. So I was very familiar with, you know, hearing a lot of different types of music, um, going to lots of different shows. Um, but yeah, I mean, taking so many influences as well as a kid kind of made me just who I am on the drums and, and take all these influences. But uh, yeah, I went to music college as well, uh, locally, and then in, in London as well for four years, like two years, both colleges doing music performance. Um, so yeah, that was all like drum related for me and just like picking up loads of different flavors, working with loads of different musicians. Um, I was in a band for two years at college as well where we wrote our own music. Um, so yeah, but family wise, yeah, my, my folks uh, yeah, have so many different tastes and uh, yeah, they were kind of hippies as well back in the day. So there was a lot of like a, a, you know, a big rock side to it as well. So obviously with the drums, that kind of really drew me in uh, with bands like Queen and Led Zeppelin and uh, the Pistols, Beatles, Stones, ACDC, so uh, Jimi Hendrix. So yeah, a lot of the old old school stuff kind of was the first stuff I heard. And then when I got older, I uh, obviously started listening to those more myself. So that's pretty interesting. So do you think um, growing up in such kind of this um, musical landscape really helped you pursue it as a really the thing that you could really pursue, considering all that you said? Do you look back on that and think about how it seemed possible, I guess? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, like, my dad was on the technical side. So, um, you know, being in studios, I saw the process a lot, um, especially making albums and singles, and uh, he cut vinyl as well. So I saw, like, a lot of the kind of behind-closed-doors process that went into all of these amazing artists' uh, work. But I think it also made me realise that maybe I wasn't the techiest guy. Um, you know, I, I, I found it very interesting, but at the same time, it made me, I think seeing the live shows made me go, wow, I do want to be in this world, but, you know, as a, as a player. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my dad definitely, you know, my folks were very encouraging and, um, you know, they, they helped me a lot, you know, taking me to drum lessons and, uh, yeah, they were very kind of uh, supportive with it just because it was quite natural to the household anyway. Yeah. And what drew you to drumming, uh, that aspect? Um, were there drummers that you saw play or even bands that you looked at and looked at the drummer and were like, 
that's what I want to pursue. Like, talk to me about that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I used to kind of, you know, uh, headbang with like tennis rackets and stuff, uh, thinking I could be a guitarist. But um, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. I didn't really think about it because I was really into, you know, like sports and, you know, music as well as a fan. Um, but I think, yeah, I went to a, a show that Brian May from Queen was doing at the Royal Albert Hall in London. Um, I went with my dad. I was probably about 11. And uh, I'd, I'd seen quite a few bands before that, but I don't know why at that moment in time, the drums just really, it almost grabbed me. Yeah. Um, visually and, and uh, yeah, just the sound as well. It just it blew me away. So I think there was kind of that, I always go back to that moment where there was a bit of a spark of like, I think I want a drum kit. Um, so in a weird way, without sounding cheesy, I kind of felt like the drums picked me out of all the instruments. Yeah. Um, and then it was love. At, yeah, so it was like love at first sight, technically. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people when they go to like post secondary or they go to education, uh, most of the time they pick a study that doesn't necessarily have to do what they really want to do. Tell me about how I guess uh, it was going to school for music. That must have been really cool to do that. Yeah, I mean my actual secondary school, which I think is high school for Canada and America. Um, yeah, so like 11 to 15, 16, yeah. um, you know, we had music, we had music at school, but it wasn't that great if I'm honest. So I didn't really, apart from when you have to do it the first couple of years, um, I didn't find the love of the instrument through school. Yeah. It was when I left school, um, I'd already been in a band like that we did covers and that's when I was like, what am I going to do? Because, you know, you're, you're 16 years old and you either stay on and do your A-levels or you move on. Most people go to university. But um, when I found out there was a music course that I could do full-time and get graded for that was, you know, like rock, a rock uh, course, it was a no-brainer for me. So, um, yeah, I got into it. And as soon as I was there, it was, you know, there's just loads of different types of guys and girls that just love playing instruments and um, I kind of felt at home just naturally really quickly that this is the right thing for me to do so yeah and going from being in other bands talk to me about what it was like joining the Hana and how you guys meshed together in the beginning how were the early days um so like dan and ryan in the bands both went to the same college i did um five years after me um so i'm five years older than the rest of the guys but um so we were all from the same area but um i heard of dan and ryan uh, in their band called alaska campus which was the original band name before the hunter um and i i was in a band that, that fell through um which happens um and instead of kind of I think I must have been about 25 and I was working full time and I was just like, I'm not going to give up just because this band's fallen through. Yeah. So just kind of went on the hunt locally online, came across them um, and they were a full piece at the time, hit them up um, and they mentioned that um, a couple of the guys in the band, well, one of the, the drummer himself was going to uni um, and obviously they'd done the same college course so they wanted to do it full time like me, not just you know, a couple of years and then go and do a, a normal job. Um, so hit them up and, um, yeah, we just had a, a jam in, in a small garage near one of their houses and, um, it just, it just worked. Like we, uh, we got on, like we knew each other for a long time. 
and I think also there was a lot of similar influences as well, which is obviously super important. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was very it was very natural. That's okay, and um, that's okay. That's okay. And so yeah, very natural. And when you guys came together, talk to me about um, I guess the songwriting process in the beginning and crafting the debut album. Uh, in terms of just all like you said coming together and having like it all being natural. Talk to me about crafting that first album. Yeah, I mean we um, so I mean. We, we got signed and then um, we decided to change the name. So me and Janae were, were playing with the guys under Alaska Campus for probably a year. Um, and then when we got taken on and decided to change the name, um, obviously, yeah, first album, we, we had a small um, rehearsal studios in, in our local town. Uh, it was called Titan Studios and we used to just go there all the time, jam ideas, um, you know, get tight as a band, um, and yeah, obviously a lot, a lot of ideas came from that room with the first album. Certain things um, we had before that was with Alaska Campus that we kind of, you know, rewrote um, and or freestyle different parts in the room. Um, and Dan Ryan had like lots of, you know, some ideas before that as well. You know, lyrically and yeah. like guitar melodies that they brought, and then I kind of brought my drums to the table with it. So, yeah, the first album was very kind of just, you know, no pressure of the music industry. Um, just what I was wanting to rock out and, you know, but at the same time, we kind of had our eye on, you know, being commercial, yeah. but still being raw and, and different. Yeah. And an interesting aspect to crafting an album and making music is um, as a band coming together and doing the instruments and being in the studio. For you, talk to me about what it's like crafting an album like as a drummer from that perspective coming into the studio crafting songs how is does it differ any, in any way yeah i mean it's a total different ball game to playing live because obviously you know your parts when you're playing live yeah uh, yeah it, it's kind of from the ground up i mean um you know there's there's lots of different ways of kind of tackling a song but for me it's more kind of just what feels right and complementing the guys I think that's what I learned at college as well as when you're writing songs that, you know, uh, it's not about what you want. It's about what's best for the song and best for the band. So for me, and I think also just the years of experience of drumming and, and loving so many styles of hip hop and rock and metal, just blend it all into one and uh, kind of let the song take me where I feels right. And then obviously, once you've done a take, you kind of go back and go, what could be better? What could be less? You know, you don't want to overdo it with the fills and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a yeah freestyle process. I kind of look at it. Yeah, and going to the performing aspect of being a band, um, talk to me about what it was like um, going on tours and and festivals and doing these shows. Uh, being from England, like going around the world and doing that. Tell me what it was like in the uh, in the beginning, and I guess what's like a highlight if you have one so far of a big show that you kind of looked at yourself like this is really happening yeah um yeah i mean we've been touring for about five years now off uh, off mainly two albums um but the, the, the first tour we did me and janae drove uh, in two cars the whole of the uk so that was our first tour which was um you know it's unheard of now in our situation to be doing that because you know we're just four guys jumping in two cars with loads of equipment and doing it ourselves. We were our manager, you know, tour manager anyway. 
so things have changed a lot. Um, you know, we now have a crew who are amazing. Um, you know, tour manager and you know, there's this. It it just changes your perception on kind of how it works because when you start out, you don't realize how many more people are going to be involved down the line. Yeah. But for us, touring's great. We have such a good time. We love meeting different types of people. Um, you know, we love meeting fans from any country we go to. We get so much love wherever we go. And I think, you know, um, it's so nice because we like to give back and, you know, see the fans after the show. And I think that goes a long way with um, just kind of us as, as, as four guys really loving to do what we do. We wouldn't be doing it with all of this support from the fans. So um, they've kind of helped us you know, progress and tour more um, because of the demand as well. So that's been amazing. Highlight-wise, um, you know, we've had some really cool shows over the last couple of years. Like playing playing over in America has been a dream for us. It's like being in a movie. Doesn't yeah. feel real. Um, we've had some great shows in Nashville, Chicago, LA. We've, you're from Toronto, right? Yeah. Yeah, we played Toronto twice. Yeah. So we love it up there as well. Um, and Red, Red, Reading um, and Leeds is the highlight show-wise. Um, we played main stage last year, and it was the biggest crowd we played to in our lives. So it was pretty crazy. And on that note too, um, with doing all the shows and being around the world and things like that, can you talk to me about, I guess, from your perspective, what the growth has been from, I was going to say from album two and this upcoming album, but I guess just in general, how do you see from your perspective the growth of the band, especially with a, a forthcoming album coming out? Yeah, um, I think we're maturing as like people and musicians as well. Um, you know, I think this is the, the first album where we felt like we've really kind of experimented into different areas that we haven't done before. Um, you know, adding some hip hop elements that we've always wanted to do. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's elements where you could say there's, there's darker sides to it, um, heavier sides, more alternate, alternate sides. Um, yeah, musicians, we're just, we're learning every day, like, like you do with any musician, you know. Um, but as a band, I think on, on stage as well, we, uh, the last couple of years, it's just got way tighter than it originally was. Not that it was bad, but it, it's just, it's yeah. got to a point now where we're, you know, there's a lot more on the line and it's like, you know, this is our jobs, this is our career, so let's kill it and, and be as, as, as good as possible live. So, but yeah, musically, we're, we're just kind of like spreading our wings a bit more and uh, excited to tour uh, the third album. Yeah. And in nowadays in music, I feel like there is this kind of thing where, um, it's hard to pinpoint what genre of music an artist is making or a band is making. And as a band, or even as like an artist, when, you, when you're on album two and three and four and you wanna like dive into more things, for you guys, is it a comfortability thing where you feel great that you can, as you were saying, you can be more experimental and do that? And like, what are your thoughts on that concept of growing as a band and experimenting more but also, I guess there's this idea of having fans that are used to a certain sound. Like, how do you guys, I guess, tackle that? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, we we um, we kind of our outlook on it is like the best of both worlds. Um, so, for example, you know, our foundation we're a rock band. So the last thing we're going to do is not be a rock band um, and you know go completely different. But um, so that's our core. And I think if we 
the, the extra stuff is more like uh, like to complement the rock and, and, and add little flavors on top. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with it at the moment in the sense of just, yeah, trying different things out. But I think as well, like the bet for me, like the best artists and bands in the world, you know, evolve. Um, and, you know, people like for me, one of my favorite bands is Deftones. Um, and they've always been a heavy rock band. You know, sometimes they've been called new metal, all that sorts. But at the same time, they've their sounds evolved and they're always current. Um, and I think that's key for us is like you also got to be aware of what's going on around you in, yeah. in the current times. Obviously, right now is a really crazy current time. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like taking real life experiences, but mixing it with what we think is cool as well um, at the time. I was going to touch upon this uh, after we discussed uh, the single cover you, but on the note of it being crazy times, I know you have an upcoming single uh, that you're releasing a few weeks from now. Can you speak on dark times and, and how you guys have been, I guess, handling uh, the virus and staying creative and things like that? Can you talk to me from your perspective? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's obviously been hard for everyone um, come out of nowhere technically. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were going to be releasing music regardless of the situation. Um, and dark times just seems to be very fitting for what's going on. Um, so it's kind of a meant to be situation as a single. Um, and we were excited for it to, to, to be released. And, uh, you know, it, it obviously doesn't just reflect the coronavirus, but, um, you know, it can relate to, I think, everyone in different ways. Everyone's had, you know, you, to have good times, you've got to have bad times as well. So. Um, there's many different ways of taking dark times as a single, you know, how it can relate to yourself or, or a friend or a family member. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's quite a powerful message and we're, we're excited to get that across. But, um, yeah, we're just trying to keep as busy as possible. Um, obviously, social media is the biggest outlet, as you know. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing covers here and there, um, doing quizzes, Q&As. Um, we're going to be doing some Twitch with like PlayStation and stuff, um, and obviously interviews and uh, you know video calls. So anything we can do to just like keep things ticking over. But obviously it's it's tough being in a band knowing that you you know want to get out there. But obviously right now it's just you know it's it's, it's too sketchy. But you know um, we're hoping that it passes sooner than sooner than later for yeah. sure. And going back to the idea of doing touring for all of these years and evolving as a band um, given this time right now have you guys uh over the years allowed yourselves to kind of just um like recognize what has going on and all the growth and uh, i guess being proud of yourselves i guess or do you guys always see yourselves pushing forward like what has like sitting down and kind of collecting your thoughts been for you guys i guess or yeah, yeah. um it's a weird one i mean even being at home all the time, we are constantly looking forward and um, constantly working on the future. And like you said, like the Dark Time single and the album, artwork and merch. Um, so we don't, even when you've got a lot of time, I personally don't tend to sit back and reminisce too much just because I don't think we've even really fully started the journey. Um, but at the same time, there are flashes where I'd be like, wow, like you'll see a video of an old school gig and be like, wow, that was that was a sick gig. Like there was a lot of people there. And um, there is times where you have to pinch yourself and be like, wow, like our fan base is, 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 is growing really quickly. And, 
you know everyone's come you know i think the biggest one like looking back wise is when is actually when you jump on stage and go wow i didn't think this many people would show you know (laughs) so there are there are moments where you reflect for sure um but for us we're very hungry so i think looking forward is like the main focus yeah and with this upcoming album um for you guys as a band can you talk to me about what your I guess the idea of more being more experimental and and putting that on the record? Can you talk to me since the album was coming out later on in the year? Can you talk to me about what this particular album means to you guys in the stage of your careers? I mean, it's quite a pivotal point because um, you know we've we've gone through a lot in, over the last couple of years, and obviously with the you know, did the first two albums and we've, we've moved on to, um, to new management. Um, so it's not been, it's not been a straightforward situation for us in general, the last couple of years, but that's that whole sort of dwelling side as well. We're, we're, we're just ready to move forward now and, um, show everyone what we're about. Um, but yeah, the third album is definitely kind of, um, a crossover of what we've been through, but, um, current situations and, um, just, you know, hope and moving forward and, and something to look forward to. So, I mean, there's a lot of different messages within the album, but um, to sum it up, it's like we just, we, we're just ready to go and, and, and spread positivity and, and rock out harder than ever. Um, and I think we've got a lot to say lyrically as well, Ryan's, you know, um, wrote a lot, a lot, you know, in this album that, uh, you know, it could be to do with love or loss, um, you know, hard times, dark times, uh, good times. Um, and we've collabed with a couple of people as well that we're, we're really excited about that we've never been able to do as well. So, um, yeah, obviously Travis Barker is the, the first feature, which is a, a dream come true to, to have a guy like that kind of support you I guess um, yeah touch uh, I was gonna touch upon uh, working with Travis Barker I know that must be surreal yeah for sure so yeah I mean in a nutshell with you know I'd rather die than let you in is kind of uh yeah that's the album title so that's what we're rocking with and uh I think everyone will see in the future a lot more about yeah what it's about and what we're going for and uh, usually on a final note, when I talk to a band or an artist, I usually say, you know, what's the rest of the year looking like for you guys, whether it's concerts or shows and things like that. But given the coronavirus, it's, it's a different type of reality that we're living in. So as a final question for you, uh, starting your career and being a drummer, what is something you've learned along the way that you would have wished you'd known uh, in the beginning from what you learned now in encapsulating things in this very moment? On the drums or just uh, in, the, in the music industry? So. Just in the way, I, maybe in the drums or maybe in the music industry, what's something you've really held on to, like I wish, or like um, I really learned something throughout this journey that I didn't know in the beginning? It's put me on the spot, that one. <laughs> um, I mean, I've learned lots of things. Um, you know, I, I think... Uh, probably one of the main things as a drummer is how valuable the drums are to the whole process, the whole process in the sense of, you know, I've heard it before in the past when I was younger, that the drums are the backbone and the rhythm section. Um, but I think it's made me realize now I've done it and toured for a lot 
long time. Um, how important me keeping time for the band is, um, and the driving force behind the live shows. So I think it's kind of um, probably what I didn't realise as much as I did when I was younger is how much of a uh, important role it is to to you know perform at the back and and keep everything ticking and keep everything nice and tight. And uh, one guy on tour said to me a while ago, he was like. Um, keep it in the pocket, Jack. And I was, I was just like, I think I know what he means. And then um, I actually didn't. Um, this was me being quite young and naive. And then I found out what it meant and was like, wow, like, yeah, I'm all about that. And uh, a German band as well called me the Sewing Machine because they, they they came up to me after a, a show and was just like, you're the soul in the scene, Jack. You're so tied on that kit. So yeah. that's, kind of, that's kind of one thing I've taken from being a drummer is, yeah, time is everything. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, it's been like an absolute pleasure to get you on to Studio One. Uh, I was really hoping to get you guys when you came in Toronto in May. But I'm we, sure, will. we will, yeah. next time. But I'm sure, I'm sure time will come and you guys will come uh, again. Absolute pleasure. Great conversation. Thanks for taking out the time. Yeah. Uh, Great question. Thank you very much. Thank, as you, well. very, thank you very much. Uh, stay safe and uh, have a good rest of your day. You too. Take care, man. Take care. Thanks. Studio One.